The Devil's Hide. The original story this is based on was found in Jane Yolen's favorite folk tales from around the world. It is derived from tales that originate in Finland and was adapted by Nebraska Wesleyan students. On a blustery cold day, the devil went out to find a desperate soul. Not to send to damnation as one might expect, but to work on his land. Upon seeing a strong young man going from shop to shop and farmer to farmer trying to find work, the devil made his move. Hello, young man. I see you're looking for a job. Yes, I've been trying all around town, but no one seems to need any help. Even the Hykenins couldn't use a hand on their farm this season. Well, looks like it's my lucky day then. I've got some odd jobs on my property that needs done, and I can't find anyone for hire. I'd appreciate anything I can get. The name's Finn, by the way. The two worked at a fair price for the man's work. There was only one condition. All right, now that that's settled, I have only one requirement. If you get angry and lose your patience and quit before I fire you, I get enough of your hide to make a pair of boots. If I lose my temper first, then you get my hide. Odd uh, terms, but I'll take you up on it. I've got enough patience to deal with two younger brothers. I'll take anything you throw at me. At this point, you may be wondering why the devil of all people would be needing a handyman for his property. A strange deal he made as well, but that's the devil's way. Tricky and seemingly inconspicuous. On the other hand, no way would the man lose the bet. He's got his head on straight. But what the devil didn't tell him was that it wasn't your everyday sort of odd jobs. No, he'd work loopholes into the deal. The man arrived at the devil's house and was immediately sent to work. First thing I need is for you to chop some firewood. After that, come find me in the house and I'll tell you what to do from there. Grabbing the axe from the devil's hand and a log from the woodpile, the Finn set to work. Grabbing the axe from the devil's hand and a log from the woodpile, the Finn set to work. At the first blow, not even a splinter came off the wood. Raising the axe, the man swung it back down with more force this time. Again, the wood remained intact. Looking down at the axe, he saw it had no edge. No problem. I'll just look for a stone to sharpen this on. Scrounging the shed behind the house, the man couldn't find anything to use. At this time, it had been about an hour since the devil had left him to his work. Finn, I thought I had hired you to chop wood. So why is none of it chopped? Well, the axe had no edge. It's completely dull. I've been trying to find something to sharpen. I hired you because I thought you would be smart enough to figure things out on your own. Imagine my surprise when you can't even chop wood. Well, if you had given me an axe that worked, I wouldn't be wasting my time trying to sharpen the thing. You're insufferable. No wonder you couldn't find anyone to work for you. This is ridiculous. I can't do this. Throwing down the axe, the man turned and walked away. And where do you think you're going? Anywhere to find work that isn't for you. I quit. Not until you give me what's owed. I don't owe you a thing. If anything, you owe me for wasting my time. Remember what we agreed to. You owe me your hide. And so, after much grumbling and yelling, the man gave it. With a flash, the devil cut off a patch of skin. Limping home, the man swore never to make such a deal with anyone ever again. Now, the second Finn went out to find work, and like his brother, couldn't find anyone to take him on. Eventually, the devil approached the second brother and offered him the same deal as he did the first, and the two went off to the devil's house. You can begin by chopping this pile of wood. When you finish, come find me and I'll tell you what to do from there. The second Finn did the same as his brother before him and became annoyed to find that there was not another axe in the shed. Foolishly thinking he could escape without the devil noticing, the brother ran away. Not even a quarter mile down the road, the devil appeared, blocking the path in front of him. Where do you think you're going? You wouldn't try and leave without giving me what I'm owed, would you? Of course I would. You gave me a dull axe to chop wood with. There wasn't even a stone to sharpen it with. I'd be daft to stay and work for you. Fine. You can leave, but not until I get your hide. Like his brother before him, the second Finn complained and grumbled, but eventually came in. 
After letting the devil slice away the skin off his back, he begrudgingly limped home. Of course, when the second brother came home, the youngest, Erki, questioned him. Like his older brother, he grumbled and complained at the cruelty of the world. Obviously, you two had a similar experience. How many people out there would attack someone and skin their back? Being much more clever than his older brothers, the youngest realized they must have had the same employer. Who exactly did you two decide to work for? And why in such strange terms? I bet you I could get a job anywhere else. Don't fool yourself. You don't have the experience we do. Besides that, no one else is needing help. Even if I ended up working for the same man, I would definitely outlast you two. You both realize how impatient you are? In fact, I could probably make him lose his temper before he'd make me lose mine. The two brothers considered this and came to an agreement. Fine. You go out and find work. The only person who will hire you is the same man who hired us. If you come home with his hide, we'll do all the housework and cooking for a whole year. However, if you come home without skin on your back, you have to do everything we say for a year. Alright. You have a deal. You'd better hope you both heal quickly, because soon enough you'll be mopping the floors. Eric had gone out to find work, and sure enough, he couldn't find anyone to hire him. That is, until the devil saw him and recognized him as the youngest Finn brother. Making the same deal as he had with the older two, the devil took Erki to his home and told him to chop the wood. After the first swing, Erki realized the axe had no edge. Ha! Huh, that old trickster. He thinks he can get me to quit over this? That's hysterical. Erki mulled over what to do about the axe and came to the conclusion that the devil must have cursed it. Tearing down the woodpile, Erki found the devil's cat hiding in the logs. You mangy old cat. You must be the cause of this. Well, sorry to do this, but no way am I losing my hide over you. Erki picked up the axe and brought it down on the cat's neck, cutting its head clean off. The edge immediately returned to the axe, and Erki set to work chopping all of the wood. When he had finished, he went inside the house and found the devil and his wife speaking in hushed tones. I know, I know you didn't want me to hire anyone, but I just can't afford- What do you mean, you can't afford to keep us afloat? You're the devil, for God's sake. You can get whatever you want. If you want money, you can get money. If you can't take care of everything by yourself, hire someone. But they are not staying in this house. Fine. I can't believe I'm letting you do this. This is what I get for falling for someone just like me. You conniving, twisted woman. You think you can have whatever you want, whenever you want. Well, you're right. <clears throat> I finished chopping the wood, Master. What? Already? How? Well, at first the axe was completely dull, but I found this ugly cat in the wood pile and chopped its head off. Don't worry, though. I took care of it. Threw it away. You did what? That was my ugly cat. I've had it for 300 years. You killed my cat. You're not going to lose your temper, are you? Because if you do, I get your hide. Uh, of course not. I would never. Over a silly thing like my lifelong friend, not a chance. Good. In that case, I'd love to keep working for you. After a few weeks of work, the devil and his wife were sick and tired of Erki's antics. Many times, the devil's wife came up with ways in which to get Erki to lose his temper, but the level-headed boy never budged. That boy is so annoying. Him and his cheerful innocence. God, it's infuriating. We have to get rid of him one way or another. If you can't fire him, then just kill him. You're right. We'll do it tonight. Wake me up at midnight and I'll chop his head off and toss him in the lake. Unbeknownst to the couple, Eric overheard their conversation. The boy immediately began scheming his own revenge. I know what I'll do. I'll put a stone in place of my head and a butter churn for my body. This way, they'll think I'm fast asleep while I'll actually be safely sleeping in the barn. 
That night, as midnight approached, the devil did as he said and snuck down to Erki's bed. He lifted his sword and brought it down on the stone in place of Erki's head. Sparks flew every which way. What? He's got a hard head. I'd better strike lower. Plunging the sword down into Erki's body, the butter turned instead collapsed. Ha! I've got you this time. You won't be plaguing this house with your peppiness any longer. After his task of killing Erki, the devil and his wife took Erki's bed and all and threw it into the lake. That morning, to the devil's surprise, stood Erki in the kitchen, bent over the stove, stirring porridge. Good morning. I was wondering when you were going to wake up. I take it you have had a long night? What, what are you doing here? I'm making porridge. You know, you really could work on your humor. For someone so evil and clever, your jokes are really bad. And how about you? How did you sleep last night? You didn't feel anything? Eh, just a few mosquitoes biting my neck. It is weird, though. I woke up when I landed in the lake. Must have been sleepwalking again. Oh yeah, I forgot to warn you about that. Hopefully this is the first time that's happened since I've been here. Who knows what would happen if I lit a lantern and accidentally set the house on fire. When the devil's wife found out Erki was still alive, she was furious. How? You'd think the one thing you would be good at is killing someone. I mean, you're the devil, for God's sake. You're useless. You'll have to try again, and this time, make sure he's actually dead. Burn the body if you have to. Just make sure he's gone in the morning. The devil decided to try cutting off his head again, and then burning the body. He had to make sure the job was done. Of course, Erki was smart enough to figure out what the devil was planning. Tonight, when the devil and his wife go to sleep, I'll switch places with the wife. When the sun finally went down, the couple headed to bed. While the devil lay, dreaming of cutting off Erki's head and killing him once and for all, Erki grabbed his wife and placed her in his bed without waking her. He then put on her clothes and prodded the devil awake. Psst! Wake up! Aren't you going to kill Erki tonight? Get your lazy butt up and get the job done! Uh, okay, okay, I'm up. Now, the devil and Erki went down and cut off his wife's head. Each picking up one end of the bed, they carried it outside and lit it on fire. Sleepily, the devil trudged back up the stairs and went to sleep where he would wake to an unpleasant surprise. When the devil woke up, he was furious to see Erki alive and well and wearing his wife's apron while frying eggs. Good morning. Do you want some eggs? Sure. Uh, no! I don't want some eggs. I want my wife. Where is she? Why are you still alive? You don't remember? We chopped off her head and then burned her body. Are you sure you don't want some eggs? Maybe coffee will help you wake up a little. You don't seem quite yourself. Not quite myself? You murdered my wife. I can't do this anymore. Get out of here! Whoa, let's not be too hasty. I mean, you don't want to live here alone, do you? I wouldn't be living here alone if it wasn't for you. You killed my wife. I never want to see you again. You're not going to lose your temper, are you? Remember our deal. Screw the deal. I'm going to lose my temper. I actually liked her. Do you know how hard it is to find someone so evil yet attractive? I mean, you don't find people like that every day. So yes, I will lose my temper. Okay, I'll leave. But you have to give me what you owe me. What I owe you? What I owe you? I owe you nothing. You owe me for my cat my shed, and remember that one time when you slaughtered all my cattle? I don't owe you a thing. You do, actually. Remember, I get to take a piece of your hide big enough to sole my boots. Eventually, the devil gave in, if only to get rid of Erki. <laughs> then the boy headed home, the devil's hide tucked away in his pack. When Erki arrived home, 
His brothers were almost healed and very much surprised to see him whole. They thought for sure the devil would be so sick of him he would have killed him off after the first day. Is that really the devil's hide? How'd you get it? He probably annoyed the devil enough that he gave him his hide just to go away. Took him long enough. I've been trying to get Eric to leave for years now. You realize I'm standing right in front of you. Also, you better put this on. Eric tossed his brother's two aprons he stole from the devil's wife. What's this for? You're going to want that to protect your clothes when you have to clean the stove, and do the dishes, and cook dinner. I don't think so. That is your job. We work. You take care of the house, remember? Not anymore. We had a deal, remember? <sighs> After much protesting and a few threats to add their hides to his new collection, Erky's brothers gave in. Day after day, Erky would come home from work wearing his famous boots made out of the devil's hide and trap mud in on his brother's freshly mopped floors. Those boots never wore out and protected his feet until his last steps. All the while, his brothers grumbled and cried over the cruelty of the world. Some things never change. Stupid Ericky. The Devil's Hide cast in order of appearance. Narrator, Evelyn Thale. Devil, Tate Namus. Older Finn, Travis Niemeyer. Younger Finn, Carson Soroka. Ericky, Jackson Waldron. Wife, Felicia Heider. The production rules are as follows. Director, Evelyn Thale. Stage manager, Jackson Waldron. Adaptation, Felicia Heider. Sound design, Foley, Travis Niemeyer. Audio tech, Tate Namus. Publicity, marketing, Carson Soroka. 